Hello, everybody. Welcome to Alien Attic on this fine Sunday. Um, we are live now on YouTube and Rumble and doing a test as well on X this evening. So however however you listen to us, please drop us a line somewhere so we can speak to you and tell us everything. And we can convince you to buy one of our lovely T-shirts. So one of our fine T-shirts, which you can find in the store, that's in the description. You become a channel member, you can subscribe, you can share it, you can do all the lovely things. So without further ado, oh, where's my words? I'd like to introduce my co-hosts, Dave, Oliver, and a special guest from the Infinite Fringe, Billy Ray Valentine. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. It's, it that, that's a hell of an intro. Oh, that's, that's Oliver's Oliver's handiwork. Damn. You know, it's a proper intro, like you guys like to say over there. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, appreciate that. Yes, man. We, we like it. The uh it, it, see, at least if you start well, I mean you start well and then you let people down. So it's <laughs> towards the end, it's all right if we fizzle out as long as you start off strong, you know. <laughs> fantastic. So, um, I, Billy, I obviously, I mean, I've spoke to you before on my old podcast, and uh, I've been a, a listener to the Infinite Fringe for for a long time now. Uh, what have you been doing lately, man? I, I mean, you know, not updating the Infinite Fringe. You know, like um, uh, I, last time I updated it was in December, so it's it's been sporadic. Um, just just I don't I don't really have time for a lot of stuff anymore. You know, um, so I'm I'm trying to to work that out because it's my baby, right? I I love that podcast and and the audience is, has remained faithful for a large part. You know, the people who who didn't ditch me over over 2016 and 2017, <laughs> those people are, are are still around. You know, so I like to provide content for them, um, and I have a ton of it actually that that I haven't put up. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and do that. Hopefully tonight, I'll I'll put up some stuff there. Um, I'm still, so I'm still doing that actively, just, just not consistently, but we, we're trying to change that. Um, we're doing America Unplugged on Rockfin with Tony Arterburn and Don Jeffries. And that's like a, a parapolitical show. We get into conspiracies also, you know, but, but it's a, a heavily parapolitical and, and we just uh, take the headlines and dissect them. Everybody has a different view, you know, um, and, and we talk about it and try to come up with rational conclusions to what's going on as hard as that is to do you know so we do that at, um and uh freeworld.fm is the radio station that we're launching uh, along with tony arterburn um where we are trying to launch like a noah's ark of sorts for the alternative media for um people to come over and and uh, pro provide content you know for the people and and not necessarily get booted off because of your ideas of what you said, if it, if it's counter to the mainstream, you know, so that that's what we're up to. It's it's busy, you know. Besides my my day job, right? It's so um, there's always something to do. I'm experiencing heavy, heavy, heavy brain fog as a result of it. I think I don't know if it's a, if I'm I'm just trying to to rationalize this and there's something else up, or 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 it's really I just have too much stuff going on. It could be one of the two, but um. Ultimately, it's it's a good thing. I'm happy about it. Not about the brain fog, just about everything else that's going on. <laughs> Lee put Lee put me onto you, Billy, um, mm -hmm. and I, I've listened to quite a few episodes now. And you're from New York, aren't you? You saw the the planes hit the towers. Yeah was that was that 
kind of where your conspiracy journey started or was it prior to that? It was, a, it was, it was prior to that, but, but that's what, what really kicked me in the ass to, to try to do something. And I still didn't do anything until years later. The thing is, I didn't, I was there looking at that. I saw it happen, but it didn't click in my brain that something was up till much later. You know, like I, I, I need to be shook and awake sometimes. And it's happened several times since. Cause I just don't get it. Right. Like I walk around ah, like all oh, willy nilly, no, no problem. You know, um, in, in 1998, somebody handed me Behold a Pale Horse and I was reading it and I was like, that's the Bill, um, Bill Cooper book, the, the legendary book that everybody in jail reads, apparently, you know, um, and uh, they were selling it out here in in, uh, in the Bronx and in Manhattan, in Harlem. Every street corner had that thing, you know, um, along with other conspiracy books. So we were familiar, but but I wasn't, you know, doing anything about it. I remember uh, trying to do a presentation in school about the New World Order and it went so wrong like <laughs> i was not prepared for that right it did not go well what grade, what grade did you do that presentation in? i was senior year in high school I think. oh nice i was hoping for like eight i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> that really would have gone wrong because i i didn't start breaking out of my shell till like senior year in high school man like i, I was just like undercovers afraid of the world you know um but um but yeah i did that and, and it went it went really wrong um and then I put stuff down and then uh, uh, 20, uh, you know, um, what it was, um, 2001 happened, man, on September 11th. And, uh, you know, I was there. <laughs> I was in the city, you know, and, I, and one of the towers collapsed in front of my face. I remember going down there to pick up my my girlfriend, who was my wife now. I went down to get her, you know, um, she was working and I was like, I'm going to be a hero, I'm, you know, or something. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really, I wasn't really thinking in that manner, but I was like, I have to go get my girlfriend and I have to go get my cousin who was like literally across the street from the World Trade Center because I used to work there. I went to school, to high school across the street from the World Trade Center also, you know, um, and I, I worked inside the towers for a long time, uh, for about a year. You know, I, I worked at the Gap. Um, it was in the, the lobby of, of the trade center. So I was, I was familiar with it and I love those things. I love those. I love the scenery. I love the towers. And I spent a lot of time, a lot of my childhood down there. Um, I was in Midtown when, when the attacks happened, you know, and, um, and I saw it and it, you know, it's, I walked all, I walked the, the Island of Manhattan from Midtown to the village from the village all the way back to the Bronx. Oh no, bullshit to 86th street. Because once I got on 80, the trains were running there and we went back to the Bronx. Um, it was something I'll never forget. Right. But I didn't, it didn't click because I was well-programmed. This is one of the, one of the, um, the issues or, or conspiracies that actually has some teeth in my opinion, that there's some traction there, you know, and, and I can relate to it because I was fully indoctrinated in my, you know, like uh, the, looking back, they colonized my brain, my brain fairly well. I was like, man, like this was Osama bin Laden. I remember I was with uh, one of my best friends in life was with me that day. And another guy that I've lost contact with, he's a lawyer. And I remember turning, turning to them. I'm like, this was Osama bin Laden. And I said that that day. I had no idea who Osama bin Laden really even was. I just, the mainstream had fed that to me and uh, I just bought it and believed it, you know? Um, and then uh, years later in 2005, my cousin that I went to get 
down there. One of the guys that I went to get that went to school right across the street from the from the towers. He was the one that told me. He was like, "Listen, man, everything you know about that is wrong. Everything you believe about it is wrong." And I was like, "Get out of here!" I'm like, "Come on," <laughs> disrespectfully, you know. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? And he's like, "No, man, seriously, seriously." And 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 um, on his word, I, I went on to research it to disprove him, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And I was like, "Something's up, you know. Something's wrong." Um, and that's why I'm here now. Even though my my beliefs have changed since, you know, I've had just like you guys, you know, we everybody grows, right? That's the whole point of this, right? And uh, you get exposed to new information, and and through that information, you you change your perspective, right? And that's what I want to continue hap- to happen. So, um, not that I don't think there's a conspiracy about nine eleven, right? But I, I used to say, hey, it was an inside job, right? Um, now I say, we've been lied to about nine eleven. You know, it's 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 a shift. But it's it's one that I can prove, and and it takes my opinion out of it. Mm-hmm. We've been lied to about nine eleven. I can prove that, you know. Um, I I think that's a fact. Um, my opinions on what happens really isn't. Who cares, right? I mean, we can share them and talk about them, and that that's dope. But but it, in, in the great scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. I can prove that we were lied to about it, you know. And uh, that's that that that's what catapulted me to to do stuff. I wanted to do something. You know, and I, I didn't know what to do. I did. I've I've done activism down in uh, at Ground Zero every year since 2005. You know, I'm handing out flyers and talking to people about what happened, and uh, that's helped shift my perspective about a lot of things. And it's been an educational experience for me, also. You know, um, but as far as like entering the alt media and and doing this stuff, man, I, I wasn't really confident that I was the guy for the job, and in a lot of ways, I I still feel the same way. Um, uh, but, but here I am, you know, and, and it, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a journey. I, I don't regret any of it. I've, I've met some incredible people and, and it's, uh, expanded my mind to a point where I'm a totally different person mentally than when I started, you know, and uh, that's, how could you go wrong with that? I'm, I'm very satisfied and happy and hope to continue doing that moving forward. How often do you do an interview with somebody now? And you go into that interview and you think, ah, some of this is a little bit iffy. And <laughs> and then at the end of the interview, you think, holy shit. That's what it's all about. I understand it now. That's a hell of a question. And, and it, it I used to go in thinking, you know, damn, I'm doing an interview with this person, whomever this person is. And I'm like, oh my God, like I remember listening to that person and I remember buying that person's books and, 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 you know, and I was all like, oh my God, you know, and, and I really wouldn't, I would, well, I, I believed what these people were saying, or at least I was, I was sympathetic to the point that I was willing to listen. And I still want to keep that ear that I'm willing to listen to everything. Um, but nowadays, um, there are not very many people that I, that I sit down with and I'm like, oh man, that's it. Right. Nine times I'm out of 10. I'm like, damn, that's wrong. You know, <laughs> and I go somewhere else, you know, but, um, but there are a few people and I'm not talking about alien stuff, right. That, that stuff mm-hmm. is, is, um, I love that stuff. And, and, um, and, and we can't prove it either way, you know, so that that's the beautiful part about it. Right. But, uh, Things that are tangible, things that are, are here and that I can prove and or disprove, that's that's a very different situation. 
And that's where the alternative media shifted, in my opinion. It, it, there was a shift, you know, um, or maybe it was always that way and I just didn't see it. But something happened to, to open my eyes to it. Right. And if if uh, I'm sitting with somebody, I, I I will push back on them and say, well, you know, what about this and what about that? And why do you think what you did and why did you do X, Y and Z? You know, um, so um, not a lot of people. And, and that's why I don't have as much output on the, on the fringes as I used to, because I'm pretty selective about who I have on. I still have new people on, you know, that that I don't know. But as far as the cast of characters that I used to have on. You know, which which I still call a lot of them friends. Uh, will I have them on again? It's a different story. You know, only only but a few. But to answer that question quite specifically, the one time that I can remember that was most impactful in in my journey was Neil Sanders it's from the UK. Um, and um, I, I interviewed him and, and uh, Neil and I disagree on a lot of things, but he put me on to Cambridge Analytica and completely changed my perspective on, on, on so many things, you know, that, that was the one that I was like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> I did not understand that. And now I kind of do. And it changes everything. It's like that, that I think the, the level of meddling that goes in, yeah. uh, in on social media and on yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. with the content we consume. Right. Right. Um, it's one of those things you can't stop seeing once it once it's come, it's come back. Like if you learn an instrument and someone explains to you like what a, what a what a bar is and there's four beats in a bar yeah. sort of thing, you then hear four four, four beats. Right, right, right. everywhere, right. and it's exactly the same with that. And I I think it's terrifying the the because the amount of times I think now where I have an opinion on something. And I have to question myself going, is that my opinion? Right. Is that opinion opinion that's been implanted on me? Right, right, man. And and it's like that's the one thing that that has stuck out is like, how many of my thoughts are actually mine? And if you stop you stop and think about it. Even doing things like this, like because sometimes I think are we doing like the bidding of the overlords, even doing what we're doing right now? Maybe, but maybe (laughs) not. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe not. And and so we can't let that stop us until we realize it. Right. Because otherwise it's there's not going to be the shift. Right. We we have to go ahead and pursue this and 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 do what it is we think is right and do what, it, what we enjoy. Also, it's one life. Right. We want to sit down and talk about extraterrestrials. That's fantastic. Right. It, it's fun and uh, and it's educational. You can learn a ton of stuff through it. Right. Um. So we shouldn't stop. But um. we should be conscious that we could be being manipulated and odds are that in some way shape or form we are and that goes for everybody mm-hmm. you know all, all of us on this phone call including me and everybody listening and, and everybody that's going to listen after the fact we're probably being manipulated in some way shape or form that some some of your thoughts if not all of your thoughts did not originate in your brain and that's just the reality of where we live we might be sympathetic to some of those ideas that come through our brain, but did they start there? You know, and I always use the example of there's this um, there's this Canadian hip hop band, well, group. They don't even exist anymore. No one knows about them. And um, I found them on YouTube, like Lo-Fi. I listen to Lo-Fi, right? I'm, I'm getting old. So I listen to lo-fi a lot. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like um it's it's like very uh jazzy uh laid back hip hop. 
style beats, uh, you know, um, out of, you know, um, Jay Dilla style stuff. If you guys are into hip hop, like Jay Dilla, Pete Rock, I don't know. Okay, fine. Over the head. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was, I was listening to that sort of stuff and, and I bumped into this one group that I really dug his name specifics. And, and I started thinking about it and I'm like, is this the first thing that I ever actually liked that did not come out of the mainstream? Is this the first thing that I found on my own and I actually really liked it? You know, so it, it holds a nice place in my heart because of it, because I got it was totally by accident that I fell onto this. At least that's what I believe at the moment. And um, I, I, I love it because of that. I'm like, that that was me. I actually like that. You know, and I, I love a lot of stuff, you know, that that mm -hmm. the mainstream has given to me, you know, so you can choose whether to like it or not. But I know where it came from, or at least I think I know where it came from. Your last interview that you did, um, I think it's the last one. I can't, I can't find one since December. Right. And it was with I forgot the guy's name, but he he's doing like kind of a guide to conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he split up with his sadly with his wife right 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 over conspiracies right and that whole podcast got me thinking of like my life uh people around me who were who friends of mine right. not just not just dave and lee yeah. but, <laughs> but, let's all be honest dolly wear it now we we yeah. are 100 it there was no one else <laughs> but there was one thing that he mentioned about his daughter in starbucks right and mm -hmm. his his daughter brought up a conspiracy and he was like well which what do, what do you do then because right. he, they're asking the question right and how do you even tackle that because i have the same situation with mm -hmm. my with my dad with covid yeah i fell out with my father oh. through through covid because i wouldn't right. get vaccinated right 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 and it just got me thinking about the whole thing and how people are in day-to-day -day life. And I just thought that was a brilliant uh, thing that the guys, is, is, is he doing a book on how to actually get a book? He has a book, right? Yeah. Um, the, the conspiracy theorist guide to survival or the survival. I forget something like that. His name is John Carwin. Mm. Um, I actually talked to him about a week ago um, on, um, on the show that I'm supposed to be doing for free world. Um, I did it on Rockfin. It's two hours. I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm supposed to do it tonight. It's Sunday night. That's when I realized I was like, Oh my God, Lee, you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know? Um, but, um, but, uh, I spoke to him cause he, he also does, uh, the religious Mandela effect of the Mandela effect of the Bible. And I thought that was, you know, cool and, and, and fun, you know, so I spoke to him about, it. he's a, he's a good dude. Seems like a good dude anyway. I don't, I don't know him that well, you know, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, um, you wouldn't believe the amount of feedback I got for that episode, you yeah. know? Um, and I haven't updated, um, the fringe since that's mainly, that's all on me, not mainly on me. It's completely on me. I have other episodes, but I haven't, I haven't put them up yet. Um, so I will soon, and I'm going to have to double up because I have so many of them. Um, so I'll put two, like, and I'll do a two hour fringe with two different guests and, and throw them up there. But so many people it resonated with or had something to say about it. You know, I, I did an interview yesterday with someone and they brought up that interview. They said, again, almost the same thing, almost the same, um, statement you made, 
Um, you know, and, and the way I handle it is very, and that's why I told him I was like, cause he, he has, you know, his daughters think he's a nutcase, you know, and they don't, they don't want to engage with him in any sort of way. And, and I've, I've, I've had fallen, I've had a falling out with a relative over COVID as well. And I'm pretty, I like to think I'm pretty easy to get along with, you know, I'm, I'm very accepting. I'm very chill. Every, not a lot of things really bother me, you know, but, um, it got to that point, you know, we're cool now, you know, um, yeah, me and my dad as well. Yeah. Good, good, good. And, and, and that's important. You know, uh, we, we can't get to the point where we're alienating our families or alienating our friends. We have to, this is just my opinion, you know, because I've, I've gone through the road and I remember telling him, I'm like, I've been there. I've been where you've been and I came back already. I've, that's how, that's how long I've been doing this, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and um, I told him, I'm like the best way to handle that. In my opinion, man, you, you plant the seed and you walk away, bro. You can't, you can't continue to push and push and push because that will create several things. One of them being a doubling, a tripling and quadrupling down on the other side. And, and they will give you pushback. It creates animosity. It creates anger because, you know, on both sides, you know, they're like, why aren't they listening to me? They think I'm stupid. And then the other side is like, damn, my dad is stupid, you know? And so it's, we're not getting anywhere. And the last thing you want to do is not be a parent to your child over a conspiracy that you can't prove, bro. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the last thing you want to do. And he, he was talking about uh, a false flag. And while false flags exist and can be proven throughout history, not everything is a false flag. Right? And, and that's what the guy was discussing. I'm not going to get specific about it. But um, I told him, I'm like, odds are that you can't even prove that you know so how are you gonna how are you gonna prove it to somebody who doesn't doesn't care doesn't believe um and uh and i told him i'm like if, if you really want somebody to come to the knowledge you you drop you drop the seed you just <laughs> you just say what's up and um and uh then you keep it moving you know and and, and you handle it that way and then you're amicable and you continue to, to prove to them in your life and the way you lead it and the way you conduct yourself that you're not freaking crazy, right? You're not, yeah. you're, you're not out of your mind. And there are, there's a rational frame of mind that you have. There's, there's steps that you take in order to come to the conclusions in which you come to. And then maybe you can sit down at the table and have a conversation about it. When I used to go um, and do activism, not used to, I do it every year, but it's on September 11th. Back in the day, I used to tell people, hey, I can prove to you that this was an inside job, you know, and I, and I had that attitude, you know, and then I realized quickly that it wasn't really working. It worked with some, but not with everybody. And um, when I, when I scaled down my approach and then I, I made the realization that I didn't know, I couldn't prove that. And then I was like, I, I, but I can, I can prove that we've been lied to. And a lot of people really don't care. Right. So I need to be respectful of that and respect their mindset. If they're ever going to respect me, I need to respect them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, so, um, so I took that approach. I'm like, here you go, you know, and take that, read it. And if you want to hit me back, hit me back. You know, if, if you don't, it's fine too. God bless you. Yeah. And that, uh, it, 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 that, that got 10 times, 20 times, 30 times more, more results than the other way, you know, to being combative, being aggressive, 
um, being divisive, you know, um, and that's what ultimately they seek to do with all of this stuff is divide us to a point where we can't sit down and talk about it like rational human beings, right? And 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 then it's a blow to the ego. And this is another thing that Cambridge Analytica had had incorporated in their operation that it's emotional. So it's a blow to the ego when you're wrong about something. I, I am happy to, to admit that I'm wrong now. You know, I'm just like, okay, damn, I was wrong. You put me on to something new. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you keep on go- going and, and you try to grow on that. And I, I think we, I, I also told him, and, and then I'll stop talking. I, I also told him that um, we need to set the example. We're the ones that are, that are trying to bring people into believing whatever it is we want them to believe. So we need to set the example. We need to take the, the high ground on these situations while, while they are might be combative, while they might be aggressive. We can't do that, right? Because we have more to lose than they do, you know, just based on what our beliefs and what we're thinking and what we're doing. Like, like in the streets of New York um, back in the day, and even now, even though I have a different approach, like if, if I am being combative, if I am being, you know, uh, argumentative and insulting, who's going to go to jail? Me or them? No, me, me. I'm, I'm going to jail real quick, you know? Um, so carrying on that mentality into every relationship you have, it's like I, I, I want to be an example here. I, I, if, if I want people to engage with me and have these conversations with me, Right. I need to connect on a human level and I need to show them that I'm cool with my beliefs and I'm cool with your beliefs, too. You're not cool with my beliefs. Right. You're not you're not cool with what I believe. I'm I'm fine with what you believe and what I believe. And I want to talk about it so we can go both get to a place where we're together on it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've like you said about everything's divisive. Now, right. You know, so it's if if we're not arguing about race or, or gender or right. gender roles, right. it's it, it, it's all there. So it, you, you just have small groups of people that argue with each other about everything. So there's there's no there's no chance of people sitting down and talking and go, well, how can we actually make things better for ourselves? Right. Um, but I do think there's there seems to be a, a certain a certain amount of people that it doesn't matter how polite you are about something oh, yeah. or even just how soft you are. They're not, they're not open to listen. So, right. and it's, I, and I was always the one like, cause I mean, obviously doing stuff like this, I love talking about conspiracies. I always right. have done. And, but when you're, when you're in a group of people and all of a sudden it's just a normal conversation and you're the one that throws out that, well, well, let me tell you about the lizard people. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's never it's never gonna work right no 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 absolutely and 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 that's another thing that's a, that's a really good point to bring up um if if the people if the people aren't ready if the person isn't ready then they're not ready there's nothing that you are going to say that's going to change that mm-hmm. and and we know that from our own personal experience at least with me if i'm not you guys can can show me um the secret of life if I'm not ready to accept it, you could you, you could lead a horse to water. You know that saying, right? Can't make him drink, right? So I'm, you guys, you guys can can reveal the secrets of life, and I'm like, that's bull. <laughs> See you guys later, you know. And, and 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 but two years later, I'm like, damn, those guys tried to put me on, and mm-hmm. and I wasn't ready for it. 
You know, so at, at that moment when people are being that, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you act, they're not gonna they're not gonna be ready for you. They they're not um, accepting of what you have to say. Then you, it's up to us to leave it alone. What are we going to do to change their mindset? Nothing, right? We we've we've gotten to that point that we know that nothing's gonna change their mindset. So you plant the seed and you keep it moving. You can choose to keep a relationship with that person, which is what I try to do, regardless, you know, and and it takes some accommodating, you know, it takes some, you know what, maybe I don't need to talk about lizard people right now. And it's a time, there's a time and a place, right? Are, are you going to go into, into your job, like uh, the board meeting that you're having? And man, the, those reptiles, bro, they're really <laughs> screwing things up, you know, no, you're not, right? You're not going to do it. You know, odds are anyway. And, and if you do do it, you're going to probably lose your job at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just need to put ourselves in in the boots of other people and, and, and try to reflect in that manner. And if people aren't ready, they're not ready. Nothing you're going to change. You're going to say is going to change it. So plant the seed, leave it alone. Do you think there's a certain amount of, of um, leeway with people now, though, because I think it's it's probably the because um, I know you're not uh, you're not a big Trump fan, are you? By any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> um, but I do yeah, think no, I'm, not, I'm not a fan, man. But, uh, <laughs> but I think know, the best thing that. that came the best thing that came out of his presidency, right, was the it became painfully obvious that everything you watch on mainstream media and everything you watch what is just completely controlled mm-hmm. and it's you know it's and it the there was the the trump narrative and then definitely the the covid narrative when it came mm-hmm. to to main, yeah. mainstream media everything goes lockstep in those yeah. those areas right. uh do you think that's at least shook enough people where maybe they're not willing to take the amount of steps we've took to go hang on things aren't quite right but i do get the feeling that there's more people around that even if they're not outwardly sort of admitting it to themselves, they're going, things aren't adding up around here anymore. Right. You know, the world the world doesn't make as much sense as it did two, three years ago. Right. Um, yes. Um, ultimately, that, that's the case, right? There, there are more people now that know that something is wrong, right? Or that's that something is off. That's that's something that's definite at this point. There are more people now that that know that something is wrong. But here's where my my theory comes in, and it's not exclusively mine, but this is my my current belief, and I think I can argue um, a point behind it. And I, I mean, I, I don't know how effectively I can argue it, depending on on the frame of minds of people nowadays, but I think a lot of the, a lot of the new, and this is not everybody, but a a lot of the new people that have quote unquote uh, been awake for lack of a better term, or that know that something is wrong, have received that warning from a place where uh, it isn't beneficial towards us or doesn't have our best interest at heart or actually comes from the same place that we're supposed to be fighting, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So it's kind of stunting the growth of of the alt media or people that think in 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 a different way. I remember before 2016, um, so many people didn't want to associate with the system. You know, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. Anything here in the United States, whether you were right or left. 
there was a uh people were dissatisfied you know but uh, what 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 this new wave of of people that are awake or or people that have come into the knowledge right what this new wave has done is reincorporate them into the left right paradigm and thinking that one side is totally um evil and and that they're vampires and all sorts of other stuff right i mean those are the most extreme beliefs but even keeping it at at very basic beliefs they are the bad guys and the other side of controllers they are the good guys and and there's there's a lot of that going on right and and that's that's where i feel that the problem lies with with the new batch of people that are that are awake now do you think right. that was a seed that was planted sort of during the lockdown time with all the Q stuff? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and it came before that also, you know, and th- that's part of the, the my second or third awakening, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy the way this has gone down. And this is why I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to the Lord. And I'm, you know, that, that I've been put on this road, right. Or I put myself on the road, however you guys want to interpret it. Right. But, but um, through these, through, through my experiences, I've been able to shift my, my, my paradigm has shifted several times because of it. And that was one of the experiences that I, through COVID and what happened in 2016, I started looking at that. I'm like, all right, something's really off here. There's a lot of people that I, I, I thought one thing of and are doing something completely different now, even though I know they know what's going on. So it's either for popularity or for money or for both. That's that, Right. And then I started looking at other things that led up to, to the QAnon, you know, and and a bunch of other, uh, some other connected conspiracies. Because there are, it's like a tree, you know, of conspiracies, different branches of the same conspiracy. And I'm like, damn, where did this come from, you know? And uh, and I kept digging and digging and digging, and I'm like, man, how long have we been set up, or or you know, like how how long has I, I often say that the red pill that we took was a placebo, man. Like it, there's, it wasn't a real red pill, you know, because I remember like being invested in some of these conspiracies. And then I, then later on, same information. It was just a shift. Something happened, something clicked. I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this is wrong. And it came out of <laughs> the same people that, that, that I'm thinking I'm fighting against. Like, good Lord, you know, and, and so, so, I mean, without getting into specifics uh, for obvious reasons, you know, like, um, that, that's, that's, that's what happened, you know? So I, I do think that that's what caused it. I mean, the, the COVID narrative, the QAnon narrative and going back into even, um, conspiracies that are more, um, horrific, um, if, you know, for lack of a better term, and I think a lot of people can can make the connection as to, to what I'm talking about and where I'm, where I'm going with it. Um, but, but a lot of that can't be proven. A lot of it, we can't, we can't get tangible evidence of this. It's a lot of circumstantial evidence and conclusions that we've drawn as a result of circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we want to believe these things. There's that, that aspect of things. And uh, I, I always used to have a, a X-Files poster. Because uh, I love the X Files, one of my favorite shows of all time. I still watch it when it comes out. I, I, I've just started watching it again from season one. I think I'm about, on about episode fifteen. Absolutely, <laughs> that's that's incredible. I love it. They, they, there's a station here. I have Sling TV, 
I don't know if you guys know what that is, but but yeah. um, um, they have a, a station called Comet, and it plays a lot of like B and C sci-fi movies, you know. But but mm-hmm. so that's dope in itself because I love watching bad stuff. Um, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, but um, but they also play some of the classics, right? So they they have the X Files, the, the Outer Limits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't know if you guys know Guard Goldsmith. Um, but um, no. I've I've recently I've, in the last year and year and a half I, I've been I've become friendly with him and and he used to write for the Outer Limits. Oh, I, I love the Outer Limits. Oh my mm-hmm. God, he, I got to hook you guys up, man. He's he's fantastic. He's on another level. He's associated with David Knight. He does he does um the uh, fill in for David Knight, uh, who used mm-hmm. formerly within Wars. Um, so so I watched the X Files there. But anyway, to 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 tie it up with Bo. It was Fox Mulder in his office, which, which was the coolest thing as a kid. I was like, man, what, a, what the coolest office, right? He was in the basement and, and it was tucked away, but it was dope. When you walked in, it was like, oh my God, like I, I, I want to recreate that still at some point. Pencil stuck to the ceiling. Yep. Yes. <laughs> All types of dope stuff, you know, and, and, um, and uh, he had the, the UFO poster, which is uh, the Billy Myers UFO, mm-hmm. you know. It's um, actually he- not. It's, it's not. It started that way, but they got, uh, I, they got sued by Billy Meyer, <laughs> so they had to change the poster. Get out so, of here! Yeah, the post. If you if you compare it to Billy Meyer's, um, poster is different. We had Michael uh, Horn on. Um, yeah, yeah. Billy I Myers, and we had a bit of a running with him on the show. Um, <laughs> He's an interesting character, isn't he? He really is, man. That's fascinating radio. I will tell you that. Um, I, I'll tell you guys the story of me and Michael Horn, uh, uh, you know, behind the scenes at some point. Not that it was anything bad, it was, you know, but um, regardless, um, I didn't know that. But um, I, up until this point, I thought that it was still, you know, the, the Billy Meyer UFO. But regardless, it says, I want to believe. Yeah. And I do you know, mm-hmm. and I never realized how impactful that phrase was until my later, you know, like, like as an adult, I'm like, damn, how much of this stuff do I want to believe? And that's why I believe, it. you know, because I want to believe in UFOs. I do. I want to believe in aliens. I want to believe in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Since I was a kid, I've always wanted to believe these things. So I look for evidence trying to prove those things that I want to believe, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily because they do exist just because I want them to exist, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you might look the other way for evidence that proves differently mm-hmm. because it's what you want. You know, I want, and I still want to believe in, in UFOs, right. But how much did I want to believe those other conspiracies? You know, I still, I still get people that changed my perspective on 9-11. And I didn't want to believe that, right? You know, somebody had to shake me awake um, on, on that because I didn't want to believe it. And I still don't want to believe it, you know? Um, but people still change my perspective on that where I'm like, oh, I, I always thought X, Y, and Z, and it's not that anymore. You know, I, I think something different. So, um, but, but, but that's the thing, right? How much of this do we want to believe? How much of this... Uh, have we been programmed to believe? And, and, and there's targeting for people of our mindset, for people that believe what we believe, right? Because even though we're in different areas, right? There's the UFO, there's the parapolitical, there's, you can go all over the place. It's still the same umbrella. We're under the same tree, more or less. We're all lumped in together. 
when it comes to the mainstream. They're like, oh, these crazy crockpots, you know, with 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 you know tinfoil hats and all this other stuff, right? Then that's what they say. No matter what, no matter what you believe in, they all, they all lump it together. Um, how much of that? Um, I I think I I think we can prove um that we've been targeted. We we can prove that you know to to a to a degree where it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, and how social media has been used in recent years to manipulate and mold perception. And the U.S. military has openly admitted this in the Ghost in the Machine video when they're they're recruiting people for mind warfare, fourth generation, fifth generation warfare. This is this is open. This is not a conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory. This is out there. And I think this is what we need to be looking into because it's real. It's tangible. We can prove it, but it's dangerous. And then. It may not be as exciting, even though I think it is, but to other people, it it. Or maybe it's just not profitable enough. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But but largely, the alternative media has turned a blind eye to that, for whatever reason. I, I can't explain it. Um, what do you think the reason is that we're we're, we're kind of propping, or mainstream media is kind of propping up conspiracies now as well? Um, in I, we were talking last night on our Saturday show about how it it's really we've. It's really strange with the UFO thing and how you know, you've had congressional hearings and stuff like that. I always I like even when I got involved with Ollie on this channel, I've I've always been interested in UFOs, but I've never been like like the alien guy. You know, I've yeah. I've always been more interested in like conspiracy theories than than ETs coming here. Yeah. But the minute that uh, there was like up direct government confirmation. Mm-hmm. Of like flying saucers and and possible like biologics on them is when I stopped believing in them altogether because that's the, <laughs> there's there's a reason there's a right, reason right. why you're telling me that right but, but we've gone from like a in 2017 a like an article in New York Times to all of a sudden having like aliens landing in. Uh, Las Vegas being on like mainstream media right. to the all of those police cars at the Miami Mall, and regardless mm-hmm. of what, regardless of what that footage was, that story was propped up, and the idea that there was some sort of gigantic creature walking around outside yeah. was pushed out there yeah. because that, the algorithms work. Yeah, but so I mean, I, I just wonder what the end game is with it. Man, I don't know what the end game is with it, but I think you're onto something. I think you're absolutely right. To be honest, I agree 100% with with your assessment. Um, I don't think that negates uh, alien life. I th- I think what it does is is um negate what the government is trying to push, right? There's no disclosure. There hasn't been any disclosure in my opinion. Some people would say that there has been. I'm like, no, no, where? How? You know, because they the Pentagon came out and said a couple of things like they haven't lied before. You know, what does that mean exactly? Right. Like, you know, um, so um it feels like they're getting the NPCs ready for something, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, man. Yeah, man. That that's the thing, right? That there's something going on. There's nothing. I, th- I think we can all agree on this. And if any of you disagree, please feel free. Um, but but I think n- nothing comes out of the mainstream without a purpose, meaning mainstream media, right? There, there's something to it. In particular, like there's no coincidence that that this has been plastered 
in the news cycle in the last few years. Mm-hmm. What happened before? Where was the shift? Why is this happening? Right? It's not exactly in Central America and, and in South American countries, that's the norm, right? Well, UFOs, ETs, the whole deal. Be like, yeah, I saw one over my house the other day. Oh, there it is. Or there's a UFO passing by, people walking about their business. It's all good. They don't care because they've seen them 8,000 times. Here in the United States, it's a different culture. You know, um, they're like, well, you know, we, we've, well, in the developed countries, you know, it's, it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not actively talked about up until very recently, you know, um, Tucker Carlson uh, bringing that up and plastering it all over the place, you know, um, uh, the Pentagon, what is it, to the Stars Academy, um, Blink-182, good Lord, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, so, I mean, the end game maybe they're, they're all right. So they're definitely priming us for something. I think that we can be sure of what that is. I don't know. I, I think it's too obvious to go to the project blue bean mm-hmm. aspect of this because everybody knows about that. Right. I, I mean, even the mainstream at some point, there was a giant billboard in times square here in New York of project blue bean. Cause it was a show that the history channel was was making i mean it was a giant billboard in the middle of times square i'm like oh look project blue beam i told my wife look look check that out let me explain that to you and i sat down and i spoke to yeah. her about it for a little bit what's up buddy i was to say what i think is interesting about project blue beam and i thought this for a while i think the reason that narrative got out the reason it's been pushed and kept alive is it allows them to discount any anomalous thing that happens and people tend to go to that first when you see something crazy like right Here's a factual thing. Like, do you know the name of the uranium processing facility that built all the nuclear weapon material? It's it's a huge facility. It's an incredibly important national asset. It's K-25. No one talks about it. No one one knows where it is. Right. No one knows what the armored chill towers are, what they did, or the electromagnetic dead zone they have in Virginia. Like, these are huge things that are operated by the government. These are real things, real places. But they can keep that quiet but they can push Project Bluebeam and the secrets the government lets out. I've always found that fascinating. That's an incredible yeah. take. You know, I never really looked at it that way. I should have. But this is what I mean. Sometimes I got to get sh- shook in, you know, like, hey, pay attention, you know. <laughs> um, that, that's an excellent take. And, and I, would, I, would, uh, I would be more inclined to subscribe to that um then then uh that there's going to be a fake alien invasion coming right that they mm-hmm. are cuz they can all right recently in the parapolitical realm i think we can talk about this openly it's fine roger stone um was uh was, was a, a tape came out of him threatening to kill some people some democratic uh, uh um congress people and uh he said um if the whomever has that tape, first off, I never said those things. He said. Second, if they do produce a tape with me saying those things, it's AI. It's artificial intelligence. It's the same concept that you just you just yeah, laid out. Same right? thing. And and that's what's going to be um, used largely because yeah. uh, uh, we won't know what's real and what's not. You know, so they they can lean on things like this and. Mm-hmm. And really serve us up. We we have a we have we have a long way to go. We 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 have a, a tough road ahead if we want to rest in reality, whatever that is. 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if we want to maintain some of that, because we're going into uncharted territory, at least for our for us, right, mm-hmm. where things can be generated and look real and feel feel real, but not necessarily be real. Well, the thing there, though, is so right. now the, the general public has got this technology in the palm of their hands to do stuff with, with AI. Right. right. But how long have they had it? Right. Because they, they they always say that they they, they have what ten years right 50, yeah fit ahead right so we could all we we could already be being played absolutely and that's my that's that's my entire thing <laughs> yeah that is what's in my mind twenty four seven I don't know and and we can apply that to to the alternative media right I mean mm-hmm. how much of it of what we believed. How much of the conspiracies that were allowed to exist for years and years on on a YouTube, on a Google, you know, and and been fed to us? How, how much of them were just created and fed to us for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's the, it's the same exact thing. We we don't know. We don't know. Um, and as time progresses, it'll become harder and harder to weave that out. And I was talking about it with some people and we came to the conclusion that what they're going to do here is, is have some type of, and this is very conspiratorial and I have no proof for it. I'm just saying. That's what, what we I'm, like best. We <laughs> love that here. That's, that's, that is 97.5% of what we do. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I could fit into that at 97.5 in some capacity. Right. So, so um, I, I think that, they're going to come up with a way to verify your existence. Um, but that way, that verification process is going to lead to complete and total uh, control, right? And uh, no privacy whatsoever, because they're going to know where you are 24-7. You can make that argument now that they, they can know where you are 24-7, but it's going to become even more evident. And people are going to buy into it. Um, because of of uh, the situation that we're going to be in, like in I don't know if you guys have been following what what went down in in uh, in El Salvador. Um, they elected a new president down there, and they gave him sweeping powers mm-hmm. to lock up everyone because MS13 was running wild over there, right? And something mm-hmm. needed to be done. So this guy was getting everybody. You know, whomever he can find and locking them up, no due process, no nothing. And people were happy about it, are happy about it. There's not where they are, right? And and it, it did yield results. And it's a, it's a different place from what I'm being told, but to what cost, right? But people are willing to give up that power, right? To give up that freedom, I should say, you know, in order to feel secure. People are willing to do that. So how many people, and I think the majority of people, are going to be willing to give up their privacy to be able to not get wrapped up in something? Because what, what, what somebody produces a video, let's say, let's say they do they they use AI to produce a video of you cheating on your wife. And they send it to your wife. How the hell are you gonna prove that's not you? You know. You know, I mean, I mean, I know this. It's, it's a very basic uh, uh, example, but there's going to have to be some type of checks and balances to this because it's getting out of control. 
Hundred percent. I think you're right on the money there. You're, that mm-hmm. is going to be a thing. Right. So, so that's where I think this is all leading to, and and it's complete and total control and domestication of the population of Earth. Mm. I see. It's like you say about um, security. Like security and convenience are incredibly addictive. Because right. like when when you think about when, when was the happiest time, but for most people, for for most people, and I, unfortunately not for everybody, the the happiest time of their lives right. were when they were children and they felt protected by their parents. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, we we all if we if we're in a good place, we all remember that that time where your father had his arm around you or something like that, and it did you nothing in the in the world mattered because you knew you were safe at that one that moment. Right. I think most adults, if we're honest with ourselves, as as free as we want to be, would kind of like if we could trust the arm of the government to be to be actually looking after us. Most of us would want that feeling if it was real. Yeah, yeah. You you ever heard the old joke? Um, why does a mouse trap work? No, because the mouse doesn't question where the cheese came from. Mm. <laughs> That's dope. And that's really cool, right, guys? It's, it's, uh, you know, you see so much. Like, I don't even think they would have to threaten us. I think they would just entice us with everything we want. Dave, Dave, I will will have a confession to make here. I cooked Christmas dinner for my family this year. Usually it's someone else that did it. I did did a lot of it this year. I set my phone up uh, uh, in the kitchen. I looked at all the weights of everything. I left ChatGPT open on voice on my phone, and me and Terminator cooked Christmas dinner this year. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> nobody asks where the cheese came from. Fantastic, and that, no, you know, um, it, it's it's very true. You know, um, it, it, people want to be taken care of. They want to be secure, right? And they want convenience. They want comfort more than anything else, and it's understandable. I get it, right? I totally get it. But that's the way it's going to happen. I, I used to listen to Alex Jones often in InfoWars. I still listen from time to time, but with a, a very different lens, a different ear um, than I did back then. But he would always talk about martial law, mm-hmm. right? hardcore martial law, tanks rolling down the street, the whole deal. That didn't happen. Uh-uh. And, and and they had a chance to do that, even though it, it did happen in some places of the world, but in it was already happening there, you know, it was already happening in these areas. But when COVID hit, I was expecting that. Mm, me I too. was expecting I didn't well. think we were going back to normal. Right, right, right. And 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 there, and I understand why, because of all the information that that we have been fed previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was already on this road, but that's what shook me open and it shook me awake. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't going to go down this way at all, at all. Because if they, you know, if, if, if the population knows they're being enslaved, that they're going to fight back. If I know this, they certainly do because they're way smarter, you know, than I am. They've been long gaming this for some time. So if I know you whip somebody long enough, they're going to re- revolt. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. People, even if they don't want to at some point, they're going to be like, listen, I'm going to die anyway. Right? So what's the best way to enslave somebody? Make them think that they're free. Right? No problem. So it's going to be with milk and honey, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be down the barrel of a gun. They're going to give us everything we want. Mm-hmm. Right? 
It kills the, uh, love, kindness, and security. Right. You'll be safe. Right. You'll be secure. You'll be warm or cool. Mm-hmm. You'll have everything you need. Yeah. Just comply. Just you comply. Yeah. And people will gladly do it, you know. And um, yep. and those who are going to stand up against it because they have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, it's going to wait you out. They're not. They're not going to do anything unless you're really, you know, pushing the boundaries and you know you do something violent or whatever. They'll lock your ass up, right? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they're just going to call you crazy, or they're just going to wait you out mm-hmm. because it's going to be generational. You know, the next generation is going to be more indoctrinated than we. Than it's already happened, right? Like my my mm-hmm. kids. I use this example often. Like my kids don't know what it's like to live without a cell phone. They have no idea. They don't know what it's like to live without Google. They've rarely seen the inside of a library because there's no need to. You know, they just go on Google, boom, 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 and that's what it is. Like and, and their kids, God knows what they're going to see, what they're going to experience, and what they're not going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're just going to wait everything out. You know, so um, we, we got our work cut out for us, I think. It's an, uphill, it's an uphill battle as well as a parent when you remember the days when – you didn't have this technology and you look back and at, at children back then, well, you, your friends back then, and we were happy. We were playing out in the street. We were doing this. We were doing that. And you think you, you take that away. I take it away from my kids right? and they, they rebel a little bit and then they go to be normal. Well, like, but they want it back. It's like a drug. Of course. Yeah. It's a, it's an addiction. It's like I, I'm, I'm addicted to sugar, right? And I had to, I had to explain this to somebody the other day. But Dave's highly addicted to sugar as well. I love it. It's the best thing in the world, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, uh, there was a show here called uh, Lois and Clark back in the days. Super, yeah. super man. It was Dean Jane, and and in one of the episodes, he opens up his like this guy was jacked right to the mm-hmm. gills and cut up like nobody's business. Dean Kane. Right, who is now on Fox and talking all types of stuff. Um, He opened up his refrigerator and uh, he had Twinkies and Ho-Hums and cake and all types of stuff because, you know, it didn't affect him. He was a Kryptonian. Mm -hmm. He was good. That would be me, you know, if I I could pull that off. Just, I'd live on cake. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd just like down sugar in its its purest, just guzzle it because I love it so much. I do. You know, it's an addiction and and I had to explain it to somebody the other day. I'm like, sometimes I pick up something and eat it and reflect on it after the fact. I'm like, why did I just do that? I don't even know because it's, it's, it's just, I'm just, I'm addicted to it. Right. So you, Mm -hmm. you, it's the same thing with all of this stuff. Take away your child's phone for a little bit. See how well that goes. Mm. You know, like, like, you know, it's only a matter of time before they ask for it back, you know, because they kind of need it. And let me tell you something. Um, before I, I mean, I quit my job. I went back to to school, and 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 I have a you know a, a different career. I wanted to 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 shift things, which is kind of the reason why I haven't pr- done so many fringes as as I used to. But before that, I was going to downgrade to a flip phone. I was like, I'm done. I'm 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 out of this because I. One of the main reasons I quit my corporate job was because I had two phones, I had their phone and my phone, and I'm walking around with these things, and I would get 500, 600 emails a day, bro. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, and I, I was lower management. <laughs> Imagine, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I just, I just couldn't. I'm like, I'm downgrading to a flip phone. 
um, when I got to school, I was I was forced to, and when I say forced, I mean forced. I was well, I could have just quit and not done it, right? But that was my alternative. Mm-hmm. They told me, no, 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 you need to have your email on your cell phone. I got sat down and talked to about this because I wasn't checking my emails. They're like, you need to have it on. You need to check it twenty four. I'm like, oh damn it! All right. And and now with the radio station and everything else, that this is is not going away. Mm-hmm. It's not right. So and and I've I've come to terms with that. I need this to to operate. I'm not addicted, but I need it to operate. I, I can understand how people would become addicted. You know, um, I I understand social media. Social media works on addiction. Right? That's what it works on. You go to Instagram and you start scrolling and you spend two hours there before you know it's like, what the hell happened? Because it's entertaining, right? And it's 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 and and then you miss it when it's gone. It's it's all addiction. That's how they get us, you know. But it's 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 sweet, it, it tastes good, it's sugar. Sugar is the is the ultimate. It's it's like it's like Satan's addiction, right? It's it's provided by Satan, man. It, it's gotta be. I don't think I don't think God created sugar. <laughs> I mean, he created fruits, you know, but I mean, the, the the other stuff, man, it's like, it's just so good, right? Like, Do you think it might run in trends, though? Because I've I've thought about this when it comes to technology and it comes that? to like to being online and like mm-hmm. maybe maybe the generation like we talk about the generation that's here now that that's really in like really in. Now I've I've got this funny feeling that the next generation might push back, push away from it slightly. Mm. Because if if we're doing it, right? So if if we're doing it, and like the, the generation underneath us is doing it, right. then when my son grows up, unless there's something, unless unless he's jacking into the matrix at that point, right. and you know it's Ready Player One time, what we're doing now, they're going to look back on it as like listening to records. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. So totally. it's it, we've got to hope in in the way I think there's when when we look at the sort of the. It's one of the things with having a because my my son's uh, in primary primary school age. The uh, is some of the like aggressive progressive politics that get pushed pushed in towards schools is a concern to me. But then when you see like not nineteen twenty year olds, mm. but you listen to like a fifteen year old or a fourteen year old, they're they're much more conservative than they should be. When yeah. you think about what's come before them, but that's because the the this like ultra progressive thing which has seeped into like schools and institutions, yeah. that's not cool because that's essentially their controllers telling them those things. So to rebel is to go the other way. Like so I, I've I've always said, said this that my my uh, big worry about the rise of like the um, ag- aggressive rise of a far left. Right. Would be that the counterbalance of that would be an aggressive rise of the far the far right, and that's, absolutely, you know, yeah. it's it that's scary. That's what's happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do. I wonder whether there'll be a like a naturalist movement come out 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 of this. There is. Thing. There there is. There totally is a naturalist movement coming out of it. So, and and all you have to do is go to social media and you will find it, right? <laughs> right? So it's still within the same confines yeah. of the same box, right? But it exists. Um, it's just going to, in my opinion, and, and I love I love your optimism. I, I hope that you are right and I am wrong. I Because I, I, I totally want to go in that direction. And I, and I think there will always be 
a group of people that subscribe to more natural. But it's I just think that there's going to be a blurring of the lines. There's already a blurring of the lines of what's natural and what's not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people are going to really have to study this to figure out what's natural and what's not. Am I am I eating real chicken? Right. <sighs> yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, right, you, you talked about plugging into the matrix. That's the next step. They're doing this. They, they've created the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I, and right. anyone that plays a video game, like exactly. we, we've all watched Ready Player One, right. uh, we'd do it. It looks fucking like it it's looks fantastic. good, fun. Yeah, we have um, an Oculus. My kids yeah. have one. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and that's that's the way it it works, you know. But the the thing is, is what we, in my opinion, um, what we need to figure out is the 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 middle ground. We, we need to figure out how to stay connected with our humanity and still use technology as a tool to benefit us, you know, because there's a lot of benefits that we can, you know, that, 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 that technology produces, right. Like giving us a health wise, right. There's a, there's a, there's a, a tech techniques to, to help with Alzheimer's, right. Or, or, or stem cells, right? Which they, they can produce a, a liver for you that it's literally your own liver. Things like that, right? That's hard to walk away from. You know, you have to be a purist for something like that. And most people are not that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're what so we we need to find the middle ground. And and I I hope we haven't gone too far off to the other side where we can't revert back and just say, all right, there's the middle ground, let's stay there. I think it'll have to be a hard cut off. It's it, like when you when you watch sort of dystopian movies and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. if, if we watch like Judge Dredd, for for instance, right? And every dystopian like sci-fi thing always has huge mega cities, and then as soon as you get outside the door, it's desolate, it's barren, right. and there's there's villages out there in the like the outer wilds. Right. Um, the thing is though, like we, we we'd always watch those videos of those movies thinking that those people did something wrong and they were castaway and stuff like <laughs> right, that. Right, right. They weren't castaways, they were sick of the bullshit. Right. And that's where the separation's gonna come, I think, is yep. the 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 people that walk away will walk away completely. And it's and prob- and live lives probably similar to what people lived in the like thirties and forties of than what we do now. You know, yeah. But, you, guys, um, you guys heard of the line? The no. city that's being built. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michio Kaku was involved. You know, it, it's a whole deal. And I think that's the wave of the future. And right? they talk about the 15 minute cities or the freedom cities that, you know, that's the way Trump puts it. You know, but um, this is going to be a thing. New York is the Mecca, right? They call it the capital of the world. But it's it's quickly becoming antiquated. You know, when you look at Dubai or something like that. It's like, yeah. What's going on over there? You know, and they're they're um they're building the next generation of of living for people, and they're gonna make it hip. They're gonna make it convenient, you know, to live there. It's gonna be a privilege, right? There might be some. Don't, look at the the temper. I was talking about this with with one of my good friends. That the temp. He lives in Arizona, and uh, the temperatures in Arizona through uh, in the summer were through the roof. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eventually, you guys aren't going to be able to live there, man. It's getting out of control. You know how hot it is over there. They're literally fr- frying um, eggs on the street. Well, what's the solution to that? You got a domed city, right? <laughs> right. Or you go underground. What do they do? Mm-hmm. 
you know, but it's going to be a privilege to live there. You know, you're going to have to do certain things in order to get in, right? Either get certain vaccinations or have a certain social credit score or something in order to get, it's not going to be free, right? So there are those people that are going to choose not to comply with the system. And those people exist right now, right? There's people that have separated, like my boy, Tony, Tony Arderburn, he lives off the grid somewhere right? Like completely away from everything. He still has his business and he, you know, and they, they, he, he, he uh, interacts with civilization, quote unquote, you know, but he has his own thing. And there are people like that, but my fear is those people are few and far between, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and most people are going to want to live at the line, right? Most people are going to want to live in the domed city or at least they're going to be suckered into doing it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it w- will the rest of the world be laid barren, you know, so so you won't be able to live there or don't want to live there, right? Like, the, there's no coincidence that, and when you were when you brought that up, that example, it, it just flashed in my head. You know, you, you think of something, it 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 materializes in your thought immediately. Like if I say ball, everybody thought of a ball at some point, right? That this something happened. So w- when you said that. It came up in my head and I said, how many times did did I see a movie where there was a city and right outside of it, it was all, you know, Mm -hmm. like a desert wasteland. Mm -hmm. And and this is what they may be setting up for the future, you know, Uh, either they're setting it up or they know something, one of the two. Um, Or or they want us to believe that. That's why they're, that's another thing. So much imaging. So like right now, like look at the people that, so there's this huge migration going on, especially from California. Mm -hmm to this like the state I live in Tennessee and as well as Texas and Florida and these other things and, and the population and the housing boom that's going on. And before the housing boom reached the area I am during the COVID madness, me and a bunch of my friends who all think generally the same way. And we're like this, this, everything's spinning out. Yeah. Uh, We all just moved to the same town in the same neighborhood and became neighbors, you know? So we're like, all right, we're going to start expanding this way. This is like you said, like, how can you walk the line? Well, I don't, I'm not going to give authority to some metropolis. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to live off the grid. I want the internet. I, I need access. So how far on that line can we walk? Right. You know, it's no, a, that, that's yeah. fantastic. You know, and I, I'd love to be able to do that one day. Like when, when COVID hit, so many people were like, you got to get out of New York. You got to get out of New York. It's a wrap, you know? And I'm like, I can't leave. I can't. You know, I I have to stay. Everybody is here. My family is here. Where the hell am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Can't take them all with me. I don't have the funds to do that. I have to stay here. It's the, even even when it's not a lot of people, it's the the, the people that would move that would go go exactly. somewhere else. It's right. you you if you've got a child and you're tied somewhere. You know, it's it, it, no. I would fucking live in Hades if 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 it meant I was still with my child. You know, I, exactly. I wouldn't. Yeah, right. The uh, that's the problem. No, absolutely, and not to mention the fact that I don't know anything but New York City. I was born here, raised here, I've lived here all my life. You know, um, so that that's what I think is going to happen with some of the new generation, right? They're gonna they're going to not know anything different, not know anything different. Like I I don't know how to farm i'm sure i could learn you know but i don't know how to do it right i i don't i don't drive a car i have no need for it right so so when i see things that are laid out um 
you know, in in uh, in uh, the Great Reset frame of mind, that that thinking when I, when I see things that, that they're talking about, you're not going to need anything. You're going to own nothing and love it, right? I I mm-hmm. can understand that mentality, and I but I also know that um, if you don't own it, somebody does, right? <laughs> Some that that belongs to someone, right? But mm-hmm. I, I I'm already an example of not having to have a car it's a very mild example you know it's it's a benign one but it's a slippery slope and in the future now they have these self-driving cars right so there's not going to be anybody in san francisco it's a thing my sister lives in san francisco they're all over the place mm-hmm. you know and you hop in a cab and uh there's nobody driving it. it's just going so it's going to be a thing and, and that they're going to provide cars for you you're not going to have to own it you know you're not going to have to worry about parking it's going to you order one up that shows up and you go and that's it. You know, um, people are going to, people are going to, it's going to be easy for people to make that transition. Who was the, um, the, the was it the, the uncle or the father of the guy which made Netflix? There was, he was like, um, oh, God, can you just Google that for me, Dave, if you're on your keyboard? The the guy that's the guy that's the guy's father started Netflix. He was a um, he was like one of the one of the most famous um, like advertisers or um, yeah. I think it might be the same guy that came up with the the phrase like a, a diamonds are a girl's best friend to sell. Edward Bernays. Yeah, it was. I think it was he. The uh, the guy that started Netflix is like his like great. I didn't know that or something like that. Yeah. The um, and it's. It's not a coincidence that he his he's his nephew or grandson or whoever it is is involved in what will become the payment method for the rest of the world. Right. You know the Netflix model is how right. everything's going to work. You know it's it it started with movies, then it became music. Now yeah. it's food. If you uh, if you buy food from like HelloFresh Absolutely. and yeah. stuff like that, you know it's the the subscription model is you you are going to subscribe to life essentially. Right, no, one hundred percent. That's that's the. If we're gonna take anything from this broadcast, is that right? Because that's where we're that's where we're going. We're there. It's just not. We're not fully there yet, but that's what they're providing. Everything is a service. You don't own anything. I, I remember what, one of my biggest joys in life was going to a record store and buying a buying a a CD. Yeah. When I was a kid, you know, I would go to the Virgin Mega Store in town. I would spend hours there looking for. It's funny because I mean, you guys like Pearl Jam. I don't know. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I was just telling my wife right now because um, um, somebody sent me a meme of of uh, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, the guy was sitting down in in the meme, and he was like, "You know what they say when things go wrong?" And then he goes, "Yabba dabba do whatever, whatever," because he couldn't. He was he was quoting an Eddie Vedder song, but you can't understand a word Eddie Vedder <laughs> was saying. So it was um, Yellow Lead Better, right? It was the, it was that song. And I remember it wasn't on the album. It wasn't on 10 and it wasn't on verses. I'm like, where do I find this, this song? Right. Um, so I had to go to the record store and just dig and dig and dig and dig. It wasn't on a single. I still have it. It's in my closet. But it was the, like one of the biggest joys in my life to go to a record store and just look for music and sit there and just, you know, having it and, and looking at the liner notes and reading it while I listen to the CD or, you know, vinyls are still a thing now, but it's that's a niche, you know? But largely, that's done. That's 
over. There, there's no song that you can hear that you won't know in two seconds if you really know what you're doing. You know, but all right, what's that song? Let me just Google the words. Boom, it comes up. Whether you have that app that it it, it listens to the song and then it tells you what it is. Dumb is it? It's uh, it's also another soft control mechanism as well because the it, things like Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. It's yeah. so difficult to find new music. Mm-hmm. Like it's so difficult. So yeah. you 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 are gonna get if most most people and I'm I'm not I'm one of those people that I I mean I've I've played drums like all my life, nice. but I'm one of those people that needs to be someone needs to tell me about a band. I'm terrible for looking for new bands. I've right, always right, right. been that way. But I'm even worse now because like all it all it is is like if I from from maybe like six or seven bands which I really, really like the the algorithm could just go okay we think you should listen to uh yeah, right, right. you like at the drive-in well here's this you know <laughs> the uh <laughs> and and so it's like the the computer's picking my music for me now and i don't even realize it yeah no and, and then we don't own any of it right mm-hmm. I, I have a subscription to apple music you know and and that's what it is that's why I, I listen to everything there i don't i don't own any of it i still own, own everything i purchased back in the day but there's no need for it now you know, mm-hmm. I love at the driving. By the way, never got never got to see them live, but damn it, um, it's I, the best debut album of all time. I think I, I I it's up there. I don't disagree with you, bro. I've I've blasted my ears out to that on several occasions, man. <laughs> <laughs> when when you were talking about where all of this is going and the control, um, do you picture an end game? these people whoever's doing the controlling because i always wonder why they're actually doing it you know because right. i'll say i'll have this discussion with my wife who's uh, unfortunately now she's started to become a little bit like me um <laughs> <laughs> but she, she was the same one she was wait, holding the ship together she, did, she did her too. hands get smaller <laughs> <laughs> yes um <laughs> they're not that small fine <laughs> but i always wonder where it's going where are we thank you small where hands about, yeah where small where is what what is, yeah <laughs> austin bowers love that. right 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 <laughs> good job good where do you see it going you know what what is their end game Man, the only thing I can come up with, and please remember that I'm just some dude, right? Uh, the, sitting in my kitchen right now doing a show, you know. Um, the the only thing I can think of is these people. I was thinking of it today, actually. It's funny you should bring that up because you know I'm a big wrestling fan, and I started doing podcasting via professional wrestling, you know. Um, and Vince McMahon, I don't know if you guys are following, but Jesus, so the stuff that came out about him this weekend, Wild. my God, you know, um, incredible, you know, disgusting. These people are degenerates. These people that make it to a level nine times out of 10 that are billionaires. They're not like you and me. We don't think in the same manner. They, mm-hmm. they have to they have to be different in order to make it to that level. So the controllers have been controlling for a long time and they just want to create dependency that way they can control their opposition meaning they don't want to give up their control they don't want any competition they want to remain 
in their positions, like the kings and queens throughout the world. They want to continue. There's a family. The family gets it. Their kids get it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't give it to the commoners, right? They just they just don't. They, they Vince want is it. a good microcosm of that in general, isn't it? The, 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 he he w- wouldn't let go of uh, WWE, you know, it's and even even up to the point of TKO taking up taking over, you know, then he was, he was on the board of TKO. Right. right, right. right. He, he just would not. I, I think he, he made that move because he didn't want to give it up. Mm. Right. That, that's why I think he, he sold it and he sold it to one of his best friends. I don't know their best friends, but they're really cool. You know, uh, um, Ari Manuel, who is related to Rahm Emanuel brothers. Go figure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, um, they don't want to give up control and by by controlling us they can make sure of it that they have their generational control forever and ever and ever and ever it's a religion and and people look at it and 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 they won't uh they can't subscribe to it they can't make the the leap but in in our own in our own lives we we see religion whether you subscribe to religion or not whether you're a muslim or you're a christian or whatever, pick it, fill it in, right? Judaism, Buddhism, things have been around for, I don't know how many years. And people continue to subscribe to these religions generation after generation after generation. I think it's the same for them. Control is their religion. And they continue to subscribe to it generationally. And they'll use every tool in their toolbox in order to be able to keep their status and stay at the top. They want no challengers, no competition, you know, so, um, and they have the resources to be able to do things like this. And so that that's pretty much what I think this is at the end of the day. Could be wrong. It could be something more nefarious. It could be spiritual warfare. I, I don't know. But um, the, the one thing I can say is that I, I've been in in the years that I've been on this planet, I've been able to observe the people in power, and they don't want to let it go. That's a, you know, so I, I I'm just uh, using that and applying it to whomever's running things, and I'm pretty sure that they don't want to let it go either. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I mean, that that's something you could say from. Um... Like the 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 actual worst outcome from what happened during the COVID thing was the massive transfer of wealth from right. people. You know, it's so if, if you want to look at a way that that was used to keep the controllers in power, that's probably that was a better way than locking us up, making us poor. Yeah. It, it, the interesting thing, like we talk about the people in power and rulers and the ones who make decisions. A friend of mine shared a really interesting quote that all of society is held up. It's a very thin veneer that's held up by a select group of people who keep the fundamental things running. And that group of that pool of people is getting scarcer and scarcer and scarcer. That's a, I mean, people who run, just think of utilities, just utilities. I know it's something I bring up on the show a lot. Just utilities water wastewater electric gas these require people that are skilled in particular trades that pool is getting smaller that age get the, the average age is getting higher and higher 
and you have a lot of these people when you watch them on their political platforms and they give out their, you know, they pontificate upon themselves and give each other platitudes and fake medals and they fly around the world in their jets. It's all great. And they love to make decisions and, and things. But at the end of the day, the person who's keeping things going isn't automated. That, that technology is not there. Most of our infrastructure is antiquated. Yeah. Most of it is so old. We don't have, we don't have the compatible pieces to replace things. Like that's how bad it is. I mean, that's Western world. That's the Western civilization. So it's interesting when like talking about the uh, line that's going out, that will be totally new. I think it'll be an interesting way for them to pitch those types of city ideas when compared to a crumbling infrastructure and what we see in our modern metropolises. Mm. It's a scary thing too. And I think that is a fine linchpin that they're betting to maintain their control and to leverage their control. It's a huge, that, that linchpin is rusted and weak. You know, they they Oh, we're going to be fine. Are you, are you going to be untouched? Are you going to be able to make it, you know, to the, to the city? Um, it's scary. It's, it's a strange time that we live in. Yeah. You know, You've got less and less people wanting to do those type of jobs. I mean, I said to my, my oldest yeah. little boy, I said, uh, I said, what do you want to do when you're old? And he went, I don't know, chef dad or something like that. I said, that's a good job. I said, and I said, also, I want to consider being a plumber, you know, <laughs> <laughs> doing some, do stuff like that. Right. But I'm wondering when you were talking about the AI, Billy, uh, mm-hmm. and Dave, you were just saying that, you know, they're finding it harder and harder because mm-hmm. the age, the age now, people just don't want to do that type of job. They're not they interested. They want, to, they want to be the next pot YouTuber or the next gaming sensation, right, right, right. this, that, and the other. If they do manage to create um, machines that can do this for us, it just takes a few generations of people till none of us nobody's qualified to even know what they're doing yeah. if something goes wrong. And we would rely on those machines. Problem. And the minute their machines turn their back, we're back to the Stone Age. Problem. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's a problem. And um, not too long ago, uh, an article came out on Drudge, um, or Drudge posted it, that uh, Meta is jumping into the AI with consciousness race. Right. So it's Meta and uh, and Google and Microsoft. They're all trying to create an AI that's conscious, that's human like. So that's, that's the new space race. Right. Is is to get there, to get to that point. And. Um, I don't think they'll ever really get to that point. You know, if, if there's one thing I'm not uh, blackpilled on, it's that I, I don't think they'll ever really get to that point. I, I don't think they know what consciousness is and I don't think they can ever replicate it. But I think, I think they'll, they'll get a really good impression. What's that, buddy? I think they'll do a really good impression of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I think we'll become dependent on that. You know, and, and it's the, that's what I mean about the total enslavement of humanity. It is anti-Christ, right? If you if you get it, I, I believe if there's going to be an anti-Christ, it's going to be AI. It's the most anti-Christ thing there is, really. Because it's further and further from the natural. It's further and further from creation. Mm-hmm. From what, what we, the essence of what we are supposed to be will become unrecognizable to what we're going to develop to be very soon. You know, um, and, and we're going to become reliant on these things. And I really hope that there are 
people renegades and there's always going to be renegades right but i, I mean like a, like a, like neo right in the matrix we need we need somebody like that i hope we don't we don't become you know we don't start worshiping that person because that's not a thing either you know but but um or those people but there needs to be renegades and i i would hope that while we don't know how to do anything at that point right there's nothing that we're going to be able to do because we're relying on this ai right to do everything at the very least, there'll be someone that knows how to hack into that AI, right? <laughs> At the very least, right? Uh, that that uh, that they subscribe to the system so much, or, or or they're one of these savants, right? That, and I know a, a few of those. I know at least two that are just brilliant, brilliant people. You know, they're uh, socially awkward, but. <laughs> that but, goes hand in hand <laughs> right right but i mean brilliant right that can that can figure something like this out and i and regardless while while i think that that uh we have a long way to go and it's going to be very very tough I, I i do think there will always be that glitch in the matrix you know to to remind people of of who we are david ike said something once and and it, it never it never left my brain you know he said you get you take a rubber ball and um and you have a, a like a like a fish tank and you take that rubber ball and grab your hand and put the rubber ball all the way to the bottom of the fish tank if you take your hand away the ball's going to go right back up you have to keep your hand on that ball in order to maintain control of it at all times and i think that's what humanity is they got to keep their boot on our necks at all times otherwise we're gonna pop up it's like nature you walk around the streets in new york city you see the roots of the trees breaking the concrete mm -hmm. we got to continue to maintain in order to keep nature at bay we got to continue to do it over and over again it, it's it's never ending because we maybe can't that's what's up? maybe that's a good sign then yeah. that the controllers are throwing all this stuff at us maybe because if if because right right now it seems that everything is being thrown out as it won't in one go yeah. and you only do that in times of desperation right right no I, I i i do think there's something to it um and and i am hopeful um i'm just cautious but or maybe a little bit more than that right it, i i i am afraid for for where we are going and i don't have i don't i don't have the means of 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 pulling the majority away from it so it's just to go back to the conversation we were having at the top of the hour mm -hmm. you know um they're going to be ready when they're going to be ready we can we can jump up and down and wave our flags and say, "Hey, man, there's there's a train coming. Get out of the way. There's a train coming." They're not going to get out of the way until they see the train. And some people may not see that train until it's right in front of them. You know, and then it may be too late. Uh, and but I, but I hope that we see it with enough time to to avert it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think. I, I hope so. I I I I'm not 100% black pilled on things yet. Mm -hmm. I think I'm. I still I still hold faith that if there is if there is people out there that want to control, then there is the because the, the people 
the other side wouldn't even have to be good people. They would just have to be slightly better, you know, and, and not and not want to see everything like fall into some sort of Orwellian dystopia. Right. But um that feels that feels like a good a good point to uh to pull the plug on this show. Uh <laughs> Billy, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been it's been wonderful to have you here. Can really we get you fun. back, Billy? Whenever you guys want, brother. Um, I'd, I'd love. I had a blast. Whenever you guys want me to come on, I'd, I'd love to come on. And you guys got to come on the fringe. Oh, I'd love to come on the fringe. That that we, would be a big, big one for me. I'd enjoy that a lot. I'd love to have you guys on, man. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You guys have my contact information. It, it was it was a blast. I enjoyed it very much. And uh, you guys are doing excellent work, man. I, I, I for real. Like I I really enjoyed my time. Uh, so thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Man. Thank you. For um, tell everyone whenabouts you think maybe possibly the next fringe is coming out and what's coming up on America Unplugged. Well, this week I'm dropping a ton of them. Um, I have We've got a, all I, the links in the description for you. <laughs> thank you, buddy. You know, I'm I'm dropping a ton of them this week. Um, and uh, I just got to edit them together because, and I, and and I have to preface it with, hey, I recorded this in mid December and. It was supposed to be for X, Y, and Z, you know, so I, I got to do like a little bit of an explanation as to why it's it's a little bit dated, you know, because I'm like, Merry Christmas, guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? so I, I have to, I have to, I have to do that, but, but I'm dropping some of those. Uh, so the infinite fringe.podbeam.com and the infinite fringe on Apple podcast. Thank you for, for uh, supporting and listening. Anybody who's ever listened to anything I've done. Thank you so much. Um, America Unplugged, AmericaUnplugged.com, and America Unplugged on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. That's with Tony Arterburn and Don Jeffries. Um, and uh, what else we have? FreeWorld.fm. Uh, come over and and uh, we got to get you guys saddled up there at some point. We got we got to figure that out, man. I'd I'd love to have you guys there with us on on Noah's Ark. You know, you guys can be yeah. our lines. That's um, we need. Uh... We we might need somewhere to hide soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So so uh, we we can all hide over there at freeworld.fm, and it it was named after uh, the Free World Alliance. It's, it's it was one of those things. You guys know Anthony Hilder? You guys ever heard the name? OG brings about, but I don't know why. OG conspiracy theorists like with Bill Cooper and Jordan Maxwell, all these people, and he used to have a website called the free world alliance and i stumbled onto it when it was like there was skeleton it was a skeleton of what it used to be you know but that's when i stumbled onto it and i remember it being late at night and i was looking through it and i was like oh my god what is this you know and, and that's what i wanted freeworld.fm to be and um he passed away a few years ago and the name became available so we purchased it and uh, Tony came up with the idea of cutting it uh, to freeworld.fm instead of the Free World Alliance. So that's what that's what it is. So go, go over there. And uh, we have tons of hosts, alternative media hosts. Uh, David Knight is over there. Uh, Steve Poikin and Charlie Robinson. Um, Tony's over there. I'm doing a show out of there. Uh, tons of people. So go go check it out if you so choose. And that's it. That's all I got. Man. Thank you so much. Good Thank stuff, you. guys. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks everyone for for watching. Do the the like, share, subscribe stuff. Go buy a t-shirt on your way out the gift shop, please. Especially that one because it's got my lovely face on it. Um, 
other than that, we shall see you next Friday. What have you got anything in line for, for the Friday show yet, Ollie? I'm just waiting for some UFOs to hit. Literally <laughs> crash. <laughs> now you know yeah. how Friday is. I wing it. Yeah. I'll wait, well, we'll... wait for the wait for some weird UFO news. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll be back Friday, and, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I'll see everybody later. Bye bye. show chat always delightful